Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back. This week we are going to be talking about the topic of comparison and we have an extra special guest Hello. this week. Um, this is John, my husband. He is joining us this week. And so, yeah, we felt like actually there are some things where comparison, well, we compare in different ways as guys and girls. So even though up until now we haven't really been gender specific in how we've related to stuff just felt actually there are some things that guys find harder. And so we wanted to allow John to share on behalf of all the men in the world, John. Yeah. <laughs> Do you now <laughs> represent, John? It, it's a heavy burden, but I accept it. Um, yeah, I'll be able to speak for all men. So I, I've just realised how weird this is going to be because I do the editing on this podcast. I'm going to have to listen to my own voice. That's going to be yeah. really awkward. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so the topic of comparison for me is is quite an um, important one. And uh, it goes back to uh, a time kind of, I uh, don't know how many years ago it was, maybe eight years ago. I was at a kind of retreat, a weekend retreat with a bunch of other guys um, in 20s, kind of early 20s, that sort of thing. And um, on the second day, I think, uh, someone was preaching. I think the person who was leading it was preaching and they brought up the topic of comparison and talked about how toxic it can be and how we are really prone to almost subconsciously compare ourselves uh, to each other and sometimes consciously mm. and, and not realize how bad it is. Yeah. Um, and so he is preaching on that subject and it felt like a huge weight lifted from the room and there was a real shift in the way that everyone mm. interacted with each other after that. And we collectively realized that we'd been comparing ourselves to each other. Mm. But the funny thing is that we all thought individually, we all mm. thought that we yeah. were the only one doing it. <laughs> and that uh, somehow we were the worst and that everyone else was better at us in a particular thing. And mm. it was so funny. There were so many conversations that uh, people were then having like, oh, I was comparing myself to you and they were like, oh, I was comparing myself to you. <laughs> it's this whole ridiculous thing. But when it was when it was discussed, it then came into the light and it it really felt like something had uh, mm. broken. Um, and after that, it really felt like the weekend changed as well. That the Holy Spirit was able to work more freely and uh, a lot of stuff just um, the unrelated things uh, happened mm. because there was that freedom. Yeah. Uh, then and it, there wasn't the kind of competitiveness that uh, it wasn't really obvious before but there was just something you know something mm -hmm. blocking I suppose um, and so that's when I realized the kind of grip that comparison can hold over you um, and I wasn't someone who thought that I particularly compared myself to others uh, so it was an eye-opener as well to realize that that was happening uh, mm -hmm. without me really realizing so yeah the for guys i found that i, I hope this is a fair uh generalization <laughs> he's feeling the pressure i am feeling the pressure now yeah uh but for, for guys i feel like um anything that can be interpreted as success are areas where we really compare 
so and that can be almost anything really but it's sort of like common things will be money uh jobs you know career that sort of thing uh talents mm. gifts uh sporting ability uh knowledge uh, and then when it comes to church things like leadership like what role do you have what position do you have uh preaching ability spiritual gifts all sorts of stuff like that anything oh, yeah. anything that can be like yeah. this is who i am um someone can turn it into a comparison game uh it, and the funny thing is I, I find that it doesn't even need to be something that you even care about uh or at least you didn't think you cared about it previously like the stupidest thing is when you start wanting things that other people have that you've never even wanted before like you see someone who's uh yeah really good at playing basketball and you're just like oh so envious of that person being really good at basketball i've never even wanted to play basketball Uh, but you just find yourself being envious um before catching yourself so um so yeah i feel like it's success stuff for for guys um that's Mm. uh, so is that Similar for women or the women care? Before we answer that for all women, um, (laughs) can I just ask, so when you're talking about that, are you, um, is it both aspects or one aspect of, when you're saying that, I'm sort of wondering in comparison, are you talking about like, like biblical word, coveting, like wanting something that someone else has got? So your attention is kind of Mm. on in the room, you perceive that this person has this, 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 and I want it. Or are you talking about perceiving that someone has this and then just feeling crushed in yourself that you don't have it? Or is it both? Or is it more one than the other? What is Mm. it like in that room you're talking about? Yeah, it's a good question. I find that comparison can cause one one of two things either it can can cause a sort of paralysis where you think oh I can never do this as well as they can so I may as well just give up or it can cause a sort of uh competitive I'm going to strive for this to to be better than them um and sometimes it can be both in the with the same situation the same person like wildly jumping between the two and sometimes Mm. you think oh yeah i can take this guy on or other times you're just like oh no i'm you know useless so uh, i feel like yeah both of those both of those things can happen um quite quite easily and it sort of depends on i mean comparison also goes both ways in the sense of if you feel like you're not as good as them but also it can be if if you are in a position of authority with a particular thing, but you yeah. see someone someone else coming up underneath you who has yeah. the same kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, is going for the same thing, like say, same like gifts, talents or whatever, or uh, someone underneath you in the job, but you're like, oh, wow, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, so the comparison game can go the other way where it's like, oh, I need to make sure I am better than them. Because yeah. otherwise, people are gonna, um, yeah, want them over me or whatever. So, so yeah, comparison yeah. can. It doesn't matter how good you are at something. It's not just about comparing yourself and feeling like you're not matching up to someone else. It's it's also like uh, worrying about whether you can hold uh, a position in something as well. Yeah, and so yeah. either of what you've described there, it, you know, you said it was toxic initially like you can understand then why that would be toxic wouldn't it because it either kind of 
paralyzes people from bringing to the table or the room what they have to offer um, just in freedom and joy or it makes them kind of like tense with the other people in the room in competing with them and and both of those are just so toxic for like real life flowing isn't it and real friendship and relationship Yeah. yeah that's it yeah and I think the other thing is the the danger of like the subtle comparison thing so uh, I'll I'll probably regularly bring up this um sit uh, this situation so I I lead I lead the worship team at, at our church and worship I feel like is a is a real danger area for stuff like this because there's a lot of like uh I mean uh it's quite an exposing thing you're using uh your kind of gifts and talents um, there's a lot to compare with other people like, oh, they've got yeah. a better voice than me or they can play guitar better than I can. Um, all this kind of stuff or, or they lead the church into God's presence more than me. You can compare, <laughs> you compare just about anything. It's, I've it's, measured yeah. it. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, it, it's so it's so crazy, but it is, it is a real danger area. But you can also find it's really worrying as well not just the paralysis aspect of it but the opposite if you're like starting to strive to be better that's all for the wrong reason and Mm. then if you're doing that then you're not honoring god at all and all you're striving is for nothing Mm. um Mm. so that that's that's like possibly worse i don't know i don't know which one's worse um but yeah doing all this stuff that in god's name but really for the reason of um, wanting to be better than someone else is so, is so bad. It's It's so easy to get into. Yeah. Yeah. So go on, Joy. On behalf of all women everywhere. (laughs) Oh no, don't put that on me. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, we've used that word toxic a lot of times now, but when I was thinking about this, just, I've, been on the receiving end of this and I've I've done it to other people in my mind but being on the receiving end of it really sucks like when you can feel that people have sort of put stuff onto you which is not even true and therefore behaved differently towards you actually feels really horrible Mm. but also you know I've definitely been in situations where um things have come into my mind is for me um I'm not saying this on behalf of all women Hannah you can do that (laughs) but um but yeah I think I don't know I I do think women tend to compare much more visually um so what they look like how slim they are how attractive they are all of that stuff which goes Mm. on top of everything else that you know John's been saying like anointing passion for God their gifts all the rest of it um you know often judging on their clothing and all the rest of that Mm. but yeah I do think it's it is vital we call it out and we deal with it because it's really destructive. Because like you say, you either end up in a church of people that are just incredibly insecure and won't step out into anything because they're like, but there are better people than me, Mm. which is dishonoring to God. Mm. Or you end up in a church environment where people are, they're not saying it, but they're like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the best preacher. I'm going to be the one at at the front. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Um, and you know, no one would ever admit to that, but then it's that competitive, um, scenario. And I've seen it in church circles and it's, it's 
incredibly destructive. And you don't want to be in that because you either, I don't know, with competitiveness, you either come out of it and remove yourself from that situation or you try and meet it and join it, even if you don't really want to do that. And all of that just undermines absolutely what God is trying to do, which is to appreciate that everyone is unique, that everyone is gifted in different ways. It goes against so much stuff of the kingdom because it tries to make people be the same, but also not re- like and not recognize people's unique abilities, people mm. unique people's unique way of like hearing from God yeah. or stepping out in their gifting and all of that it just brings this complete sort of competitiveness or as I've seen more often a real insecurity of like well why would you ask me to do that because that person's better and you just think after a while that gets incredibly frustrating because you're like you you know you're trying to build people up and encourage them into what God's given them but you're like you've got to know this like you've got to know this for yourself yeah it makes me think of all the stuff in um Corinthians about being like the body of Christ and how we've all got such a unique part to play in that and if we're wasting all our time thinking oh I wish I was a hand but you know but I'm a a toe like yeah what a waste of time when we have our own part to play in it and blessing to bring um it's a shame isn't it yeah (laughs) yeah well, yeah, well, because you spend so much time then. It's like, well, you know, the Bible talks about running a race. You spend so much time looking at everyone else in the other lanes. Yeah. Um, and I remember hearing a preacher once say, and it really stuck with me, that if you are spending your time comparing yourself to other people and thinking that they are better, then you really haven't understood how God has made you or what he's put in you. And so actually you really need to come back to that place of going, which sounds like a crazy prayer, but God, show me who you've made me. Show me what you've done for me. Show me the gifts and abilities that you've given me. Because I've definitely found for myself, and I'd be interested to hear if this is the same for you two, that the more time I've spent with Jesus and appreciating who he's made me, the less I care about how he's made everyone else. I mean, other than obviously I want to call out and celebrate how he's made everyone else. But I I generally struggle less with comparison now because I spend more time with Jesus where he affirms me and says, well, this is who you are. And so then I find myself thinking, well, it doesn't matter that I'm not like them because, hey, I'm actually quite happy with how Jesus has made me. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you do you both find that as well? Is comparison a, a big deal for you both? Well, it's funny when we were doing this topic and I was thinking about it in advance and I, and I was thinking that I don't know that I've really thought about it that much but I don't think that's a good thing because I'm not saying it's not there it's just I was just wondering how much have I really considered whether I kind of covet someone else's life or kind of Mm. wish things were different and it did make me think I think the danger areas for me are where I have any sort of discontent about my own life potentially yeah and then I see someone else in that particular area doing really well or doing something really interesting that I might want to be doing as well and it but it's ridiculous isn't it because even as I might be doing that I'm thinking to myself you can't take one aspect of someone's life and then suddenly think that whole life would be better or whatever and also you know like we're saying what's the point anyway because it's not my life I've got my life to live um but yeah I think I'm a, you won't like this, Joy, but as we're all approaching middle age... <laughs> we're not! We're really 
you not? John, back me up on this. We are not approaching this late. Yeah. Embrace it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the youngest here. By, by, oh, like, by six months. Oh. <laughs> you throw yeah. out. Have you got that power? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, we're now comparing ages. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Look, look how we're demonstrating how it can quickly turn. But, yeah, I think, like, for me, just getting a bit older and thinking about what have I done with life, big challenge for me is I often think about, like, what have I done professionally like I know in my life God called Mm. me to church planting and well before that called me to my family but the more I get to middle life I think I feel like oh but I see this person has done this professionally and I see this person has done this professionally and maybe I should have done something a little bit different but that always that just speaks of discontent or like in my own mm. heart, which I really am aware I need to deal with because it's just crushing. And it means that I can't enjoy the things that I have, God has done in my life and he has called me to because I'm thinking about this or that or the other. Um, mm. And I don't want to live like that. It's horrible, isn't it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What, I think what you said, Hannah, m- reminded me of the, uh, you know, the Instagram effect where yeah. people post uh, pictures mm. of their perfect looking lives and then I think I think generally the world is getting clued up to the fact that this is all fake but yeah. um but still it's so pervasive isn't it that yeah. all the best parts of people's lives get projected and then yeah comparison is almost just a natural knee-jerk response to that that you just think mm. oh well my life's not perfect like that and I think also, I think without having the hope of eternal life, uh, I don't know how people don't go through life comparing because, yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have eternal life, if you don't have the hope of eternal life, then you're going to try and maximise what you're doing yeah. in this life. And yeah. if you want to maximise mm. what you do in this life, inevitably you're going to end up comparing. You're going to say, well, I want to yeah. do this because they've done that. Yeah. And yeah. I want to do this. And then, and then, but then our life, it's in God's hands. It, it's different. Um, yeah. And w- we serve him. And so it's a question of what, what does he want to do uh, yeah. with my life? And it, it makes me think of like how crazy it must have been. I, I don't know why I thought of this particularly, but Ezekiel, yeah, where God told him to lie down on one side of his, uh, for like, for, for basically a year, I think. And then, yeah. and then on the other side for like a hundred and something yeah. days. And I wonder if he thought during that time, oh, he, him over there, he's not lying down this side for 300 and something days. Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah, or whether he was like, I'm serving God. This is what God wants me to do. I know it's a, that's yeah. a crazy extreme example, but he must have had just the resolve of this is God's life essentially I've given it to him Um, so I'm doing this to serve him because that's what he wants me to do and that must have taken a real security of character yeah yeah that's so even as you said that John I was just like yeah I think that is that idea of maxing out now is is like such a trip up isn't it and forgetting like eternity I mean actually I'm gonna have plenty of time to do all these things that I find quite interesting and exciting. I'm going to have eternity. That's, that's plenty of time, but I only get this one life here. So yeah. what is my unique calling yeah. here now? But I think our culture is just 
that max out culture, isn't it? I mean, other cultures are different, but I think in our culture, it's like everything faster, bigger, louder, better. And within that culture, then it does kind of matter what other people are getting Mm. and doing, doesn't it? If you're in a different culture with different values, maybe it matters less, or maybe other things are different trip ups, but yeah, in our culture, it is such a sense of like max out this one life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And be willing to, unfortunately, sometimes trample over people to get to what you want. Yeah. Which Aww. is absolutely anti-kingdom yeah. because, you know, Jesus said he came to serve. And if he was saying he came to serve when he's the only one who should have not needed to do that, then we absolutely should be learning from that. And I think... The reason why I hate it in church circles as well, or Christian circles, is because it totally um, takes away any opportunity of celebrating each Mm -hmm. other. And because that's what comparison and competitiveness does, is people are so insecure that then they somehow feel like by celebrating someone else, it diminishes them in some way. Mm. And so then you, people won't ever congratulate you if you've done something well because they think, mm. oh, somehow it, it it makes me seem less. And particularly something if they're in that same sort of arena. So I, I don't know, I, to use yeah. an example, will a preacher go and congratulate another preacher who's just given a really good talk without thinking, yeah. oh, but I don't do it like that. And people didn't respond to me in that way. But that is what we're meant to be doing, mm-hmm. that God is wanting us to celebrate and champion each other. And more than that, to like raise up other leaders underneath us, people that will be better than us. And I mean, that's so yeah. countercultural. And the only way you can do that is if you're secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only way you're going to, and I've watched people who sometimes won't raise up other leaders, won't give other people a chance to talk or share Basically, they wouldn't say this, but I think probably because they're insecure that the person will be better than them, mm-hmm. um, and, and which is totally not even true in the first place. But, you know, I think it's all of that stuff where it's like, we're meant to be different in the church. Mm. Like, yeah. You know, it's one thing to be in culture, but in the church, we, we are meant to be celebrating and championing each other. Mm. Yeah. And back to that body analogy, you know, it talks about... Um, treating other parts with more dignity or mm. kind of like yeah. appreci- and appreciating all parts and there's something in that isn't it that makes your joy more full when you yeah. can like absolutely enjoy and appreciate someone else's success and someone else's gifting and there's a real fullness of joy in that like I mean just thinking a conversation I had with a friend the other she's such a wonderful person and a wonderful friend and hearing her talk about some things that have gone really well for her there's so much joy in just being happy for that person Mm -hmm. isn't there and yeah I think that's much more God's design for us isn't it that our joy would be complete not that it would be lacking or tainted Mm. or stolen Yeah. yeah yeah I remember uh going to I think it was a conference that we had locally here and the guy it was specifically on the prophetic, but the guy was talking about comparison and he was saying how it really just kills the gift of prophecy um, and like competitiveness. It really kills it. And he said that he often struggles with it. And the way that he deals with it is to go and pray for, like if there's a particular person that he's uh, feeling 
that towards like he'll go and pray over them and pray that god increases their prophetic gift beyond beyond his own so he'll like specifically ask god to give them uh, a greater gift than than he has it's like tackling that tackling that feeling of being threatened head on by just being like you know what I'm just going to lay this out on the table and and actually ask for God's blessing on you rather than give in and, you know, want that kind of selfish ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you, I think you can choose when those thoughts come into your head of that person's better at this or that, or I wish I was like this. You can choose in that moment whether to go along with it or whether to stop it, take it captive commit it to Jesus and talk to him about it. You know, you can choose to dwell on it and then end up Mm. feeling rubbish or you can choose to come, which I often think is like in the opposite spirit to someone. So I've done a similar thing of like when I felt threatened by someone, something they've done. I haven't had this for a while, but I had it a few years ago and I just immediately went and congratulated them Mm. and said, well done and they didn't know what was going on, but Jesus knew what was going on in my heart. And then I spoke to him about it later on, because I also think that's the key, isn't it? Is coming to him and saying, God, this is how I felt in that situation. And I don't want to feel like this. I want to be able to celebrate them and champion them. But that mm. wasn't what was in my heart. So so then to use it as an opportunity to chat to God and to get him to sort of speak his life over us again um yeah but i but i think you can choose whether to behave differently mm. towards that yeah. person yeah. or not and i think if you do find that you are starting to behave differently towards that person you're allowing that whole comparison thing to essentially mm. have victory in your in your life yeah. which is not great is it and i know no. i've done it i know i've done it in the past yeah and i think sometimes it's an act of obedience before you really feel it so like you were describing there going and saying well done to that person before you Mm. really feel yeah like saying well done to that person (laughs) (laughs) but that then follows doesn't it it breaks something and then you can feel it and I've just been thinking about how um just need to repent in our own hearts where we're aware that we've kind of coveted something of someone else and because it's so ugly isn't it that that is essentially saying like oh God, why have you made me like this? And why have you given me this life? I would rather have that and that, which is such a rejection of him. And it's such a rejection of like how he's made you, how he carefully wove you together in your mother's womb, like in the Psalms. It's such a rejection of that. It's such a rejection of kind of his absolute total wisdom that he does actually know what he's doing. And he knows like the blend of people that he wants and needs in this place, in that place. Um, so I think there's real, like, really need to say sorry mm. to him for that, don't we? Because mm. he knows what he's doing. And I suppose we are kind of essentially just questioning that and saying to him, do you know what you're doing? Because I quite like yeah. to be <laughs> yeah. there right now, but I'm yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a verse in, in James. He puts it, he puts it very, very nicely as James often does. Which I love is, James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd get, a, I knew you'd get so that. Man. Man. <laughs> you just love it. I love it. Uh, James 3.16, he says, uh, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Oh man. <laughs> it's serious. It, he's, it? It's really like really full on. But I mean, that's, it's scary to think because 
there's almost always jealousy and selfish ambition in the church as well. And so, yeah, the Bible says it, it creates disorder and every every vile mm. practice. So it's like, imagine what churches would be like if we could actually yeah. just get this out in the open yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the one of the problems is that we often don't identify yeah. it. And mm-hmm. I think what you were talking about, both of you, with essentially can when I look at this person, do I struggle with them? Can I congratulate them on something or not? That's quite a good yeah. test of yeah. uh, do I have some mm-hmm. resentment towards this yeah. do I, uh, person? Do I envy them? Uh, like if you if you look at someone, you're like, oh, I don't get on with them, but you can't work out why. Like, is it envy? Yeah. Uh, you can almost use that as a as a way of of working out whether that is there. But I I do think that it's the kind of thing where you a lot of people haven't had that moment of of realizing oh I compare myself to people all the time and so it can just sort of be bubbling yeah. away underneath the surface and it really takes sometimes you just to stop and and like think of all the people that you interact with and you're like am I doing this a lot yeah. to be able yeah. to identify it and and kind of tackle it head on yeah because you don't want to overplay it or underplay it and we've talked talked about that before so as christians we can um either blow it out of proportion and give it too much weight and dwell on it and then either sort of compete with people or just feel a bit insecure or we can Mm. underplay it so minimize it and just go oh well i shouldn't feel like that so i'll just put Mm. it to one side um whereas actually what we need to do is just see it for what it is, take it to God and say, this is how I feel about this. This sucks. I don't want to feel like this. I, you know, I know that I'm jealous of that person. I know that I want what they've got. All this sort of stuff that God already knows is in our hearts, isn't it? And just come and say, God, would you just speak into that? Um, Because, I mean, I had a situation recently where I was with a a good friend and she was talking about... um, a job opportunity that's come up for her and it's really great and you know she's going to be perfect at it and I I wouldn't want to do what she's going to be going to do but I that little voice came into my head of like well what are you doing Joy she's doing this what are you mm. doing and I immediately yeah. caught it and was like yeah okay that's made me feel a bit rubbish and so I tried to put it out of my mind and later on just sat with God and spoke to him about it I was like so it did make me feel a bit like this because she's got all this great stuff happening and it just made me think, well, what's going on with me? And in that moment, like God just spoke into it for me. Like he just affirmed, he just said mm. very clearly to me, you are exactly where I want you to be, Joy. Um, mm. And and yeah. I just found myself thinking, if I hadn't have done that, I'd have just been dwelling on it and feeling rubbish. And then maybe even then starting to make decisions based on that of, oh, well, maybe maybe yeah. I should be doing this. Maybe yeah. I should be doing that. Maybe I should be changing the whole plan. <laughs> and actually, I'm not saying that I've done this every time, but I, when I was really thinking about um, this comparison thing, it was just allowing God to speak into it, um, to, into that ugliness that you were saying, Hannah, and just to be like, this is mm. where my heart is, God. I don't want my heart to be there. I don't want to feel like this towards mm. this person. They feel like this towards that person or be envious. I want to be totally secure in who you've made me and what you've got for me. And and mm. I think when he when we do that, he speaks into it and he frees us from it. And then like you say, honey, you can just feel that sort of 
full joy for people because you think that's great you're amazing at this you can congratulate people for stuff that they're good at that you're not good at and not feel the slightest bit insecure but more like that's amazing how God's made you like that he hasn't made me like that but that's great because we all need each other you know it's yeah Mm. and not take it as any comment at all on you because it's really not in any way and like you're saying there about different ways to kind of combat it and I suppose like you're saying like confessing it and kind of choosing to like not let it grow taking captive um and I think as well another way to really combat it is just to have such a confidence in what you are called to and what you are made and that's for you to kind of discern with your father isn't it and kind of work out with him and I think if you have real confidence in who you are in Christ and what he's called you to then there isn't so much space for kind of all of what we're talking about here is there because you know I suppose there's space for it when we're not quite so sure what he wants for us or we're not quite sure if he made a mistake when he made us like that Mm. then there's room for envy and everything but if Mm -hmm. if there's just no space for it because you are content with your lot and how he's made you then you're on safe ground Mm -hmm. aren't you but you know that's that's um not easy (laughs) 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 if it was we'd all do it wouldn't we i know yeah because actually that situation john that you were talking about at the beginning it required everyone to be honest, mm, to, yeah. to be in that place where they were willing to go, oh, yeah, I felt like this as well. Whereas I've sometimes been in mm. situations and a few people are honest and everyone else goes, oh, no, that's not me. No, that's not me. <laughs> and then the few people that have been honest are sitting there thinking, oh, no, now I look really bad. Um, yeah. and it's sort of, yeah. I find that quite funny <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I guess that there's a level of honesty in it. Like, even if you're not being honest with other people, like being honest with yourself, because it is so easy to just go, oh, I just don't get yeah. on with that person. I just don't really like them. Oh, they're just not really like me. And you're like, okay. But, but then the harder bit of work is to go, why do they press a button in me? Like, what's, yeah. what's going on there? And I think that's the bit we don't want to do because that often exposes our heart. But I think that is the bit that we need to do because it's it's God working on something in us of going that this is what's going on in your heart let's deal with that yeah rather than just pretending it's not there or just justifying it as well we just different Christians we don't really get along we don't have to it's fine you think well okay no you're not gonna be best friends with everyone but we need to not be envious of each other or coveting what each other have or Mm -hmm. all of that yeah it's it's such a quencher of the spirit isn't it if he if spirit is just going to be free to move amongst us but then he's encountering like envy over here and like anger over here from that envy he's just limited yeah what it can do amongst us isn't it which is tragic yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah i think um hannah what you were saying about being secure in your calling is is really really key so um uh, again that's something that i i often have to like, remind myself with things that i lead so coming back to like worship we've got lo- uh, quite a lot of great worship leaders in the church and there's there's um one, one of the youth as well is really great worship leader up and coming worship leader and the worship team is just one of these things where i could either I could kind of take two routes. I could either be really secure in the fact that God has called me to it, 
or I could tend the natural tendency is to be like, okay, this is my thing and I need to protect it. And so I, yeah, I want to raise up other worship leaders because that looks good, but I don't want to do it so well (laughs) that that my job is, my job is under threat. You know, that's the natural, natural, like sinful tendency. And um, uh, so I was, I was looking at verses kind of relating to the comparison thing. 1 Peter 5, verse 5 came up, which is, Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one, each, one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace yeah. to the humble. So, yeah. it's, it's not, so it's actually, if I was to start going down the route of, oh, I need to protect this um, and let pride kind yeah. of drive my... Uh, leadership of the worship team god actually opposes yeah. it so that's the point where that where i come under scary. threat it, <laughs> yeah. is, it is scary it is scary but if i if i'm like you know god you've given this mm. to me and you can take it away whenever you want and i just leave it in your hands and then like god yeah he gives grace because that's yeah. humility mm. yeah and so so yeah there's a danger of us like coming in opposition against god just by yeah, yeah. just by like stepping out of you know realizing that you're there by his grace yeah. in the first place it's not yours to try and like protect yeah yeah i don't think any of us like to think that we're replaceable but we all absolutely yeah. are <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think that's that's healthy and good for us to remember too, isn't it? Because actually this world is not about us. This life, even our very own lives are not ours Mm. or about us. This whole story is him. It's Jesus. And it's, it's just, it's all his, isn't it? And we so want Mm. it to be ours, but it's not. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's coming back to that place of, recognizing who he's made us to be what he's done for us and the more we fix our eyes on that like what he's done for us and the identity he's given us we don't really have time for all this other stuff and that might sound easier said than done but the more you spend time looking at Jesus and who he is and what he's done then you don't have time to be looking around at everyone else going I wish I had that I wish I had this because you recognize do you know what, God, I really like that you've done this and I really like that you've done that and I really like you've made me in this way. And, you know, and you just look at people totally differently. You don't look at them as a competitor. You look at them as someone that you can raise up and appreciate and care for mm. and call out really good things from and um, mm. give them opportunities to lead without thinking, well, this threatens my leadership, you know, and that's, I just mm. think that... That is life-giving and honouring to God because it. I think fundamentally it trusts him what he said over us, doesn't it? Like Because we're choosing mm. to trust that rather than those things that come into our mind that says that person's a threat to you, they're going to be better than you. You know, you like, I'm going to yeah. choose to trust God that you have given me security, that you've spoken this stuff over me, that I'm secure in you and that you've got plans to prosper me and not to harm me. I'm going to choose to trust that. And that sort of faith over all this other stuff that isn't great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. John, as our guest today, do you have any wise words to finish our session? Because Hannah normally brings um, some verses, which we're not sure where they are. (laughs) And I normally (laughs) jabber on for a bit. So, John, do you have anything to bring? (laughs) Well, so is that to say that my words up until now haven't been wise? (laughs) I did. Not at all. I wasn't going to (laughs) comment. 
not. Have you got any wise words? Because so far it has not been great. It's been uh, lovely having it you. It has John. been lovely having you. <laughs> well, just I mean, just to say that um, I suppose that God isn't impressed by our success. And yeah. yeah, if we find ourselves trying to be trying to strive for something and it's a competitive thing, then, yeah, God isn't God isn't impressed by that. Um, but also uh, there, there was one thought that I had. We have been talking about how comparison is really bad and, and it is in the context we've been talking about it. But there is some uh, sense in which comparison is OK. It sort of depends on the root of why you're doing it, because uh, in some senses, comparison is a is a natural thing to work out like where you are with something so an example is uh, a few years ago i i felt this came from god again it was a worship thing that i just had the urge to really practice my guitar and i didn't know why at the time turns out it was because god wanted to get me to the point where i didn't have to think about playing guitar while i was worshiping i could just I could focus on the worship, uh, but there was a long season of like a year where I was just practicing, 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 and I really felt inspired by God to practice. But part of that was I had to compare my playing in, to other people to see like, oh, am I getting better? And so yeah. comparison, um, and also in my job, I'm a software developer. Uh, I need to know that what I'm, where I am in my ability is actually uh, good. So mm. I need to compare mm. in a sense, but I, I suppose it's more the heart attitude yeah. of, of what what's going on in my heart when I'm doing this. Am I doing this because I really want to learn and grow? And so I'm, I'm comparing myself to people who are better than me uh, just to, just to kind of learn from them. Or am I doing it from a sense of, um, I don't know, yeah, envy and coveting and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, not all comparison is necessarily bad, but it's the kind of the secret, uh, like hidden stuff that can be destructive. So that's all I'd say. <laughs> Those are my wise words, if, if they are wise. <laughs> they were indeed. Well, you... You have edited. I know, yeah. Videos. I could just cut that out. I can make it, I can cut myself out completely, maybe. No, don't do that. It was important what you brought. Yeah, we love it. Brilliant. Well, we'll end there then. Thanks, everyone. And we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.